What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. This is Two Guys Five Movies. One of your co-hosts, Chris Gasberry. This is Frank Pelican. And this is the Quick Cage. Frank, what movie are we talking about tonight? Uh, the filmography of Nicolas Cage. Uh, so tonight we're going to talk about uh, Looking Glass. It's a uh, 2018, I think. Pretty yes. recent. Yeah. Um, directed by Tim Hunter. It's a psychological, uh, quote-unquote, thriller. Um, also stars Mark Lucas and who's the woman? Robin Tunney. Yeah, Robin Tunney. Um, looking real old, mind you. Um, Shame the woman. Why? Why don't you? I mean, I, look, she's so beautiful. Like it's, she's probably the best part of the movie, honestly. Um, so it's loosely based on um, a true crime that happened mid 2000s like 2006 you probably remember this the guy who ran the hotel got caught with like cameras all over his hotel or like like one-way mirrors where he was going and spying on like the people that were checking into the hotel yes you remember I do. That? yep i do yep. so i guess it's like loosely based on that premise um so basically uh nicholas cage plays um a sad dad which is one of his favorite roles to play um whose kid is dead uh the kid died under like questionable circumstances um and you find out through the course of the movie that basically nicholas cage was cheating on his wife and his wife robin tunney was a drug addict and she stopped paying attention to the kid and the kid fell out of a window and died so those are your uh those are your main characters so super okay. likable um it's gonna make a terrible joke that i'm not going to make right now yeah i, I thought were you gonna make an eric clapton joke I was going to make an Eric Clapton joke, yeah. I mean, he wasn't, like, high or cheating on his wife. Right. That's a tragic accident. Yes. Um, so, anyway, so in an effort to, like, save their marriage and move on, they buy a seedy motel off of Craigslist from some dude who just kind of, like, sells it to him for super cheap. Um, and then they move in and, like, weird stuff starts happening. So This is in order to rekindle something? Kind of like sort of like both rekindle their romance and also like move on from the death of their kid because they can focus on something else. Living in a um, shitty hotel room? No, no, no. They they own the hotel. They're not. Oh, okay. All right. They own it and manage it. Um, really bad idea. Um, all the people in the town. So it tries to create like this Twin Peaks-esque vibe of like nothing's what it seems and everyone's like suspicious and nick cage is like kind of a creep because he still is sort of like a cheater um Mm -hmm. he falls like he becomes infatuated with this prostitute that moves into one of the rooms um so over the course of the time owning the hotel he realizes that um there's one there's this one-way glass that looks into this one room 
uh, room number 10. Um, and he starts, like, watching the prostitute have, like, lesbian sex, of course. Mm-hmm. Although it's um, no nudity in the lesbian sex. It was, like, the most boring lesbian sex ever. It's mostly just, like, sadomasochism because, I guess, in the world of Looking Glass, like, a homosexual couple can't have, like, a normal relationship. It's got to be, like, some kind of there, ha- there has to be like, yeah. extra kink to it, I guess. Sure. Um, but then one of the women gets murdered, and Nick Cage doesn't see that part because he's, like, runs away and has sex with Robin Tunney for the first time in, like, months. And you do see nudity there because Nicolas Cage, so you got to have him naked in bed with some, like, actress. Um, there's a creepy sheriff played by Mark Lucas, of all people, uh, looking like well past his heyday of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Um, long story short, Nicolas Cage goes crazy. He almost murders the prostitute. Um, he almost murders the cop, but it's really the cop that's, like, murdered all these people. Um, that's part of the thing with the hotel, too, is that there was, like, a murder there at one point. It was unsolved, and I don't know. Nick, Nicholas Cage happened to be in town, like, looking at the motel to buy it, like, the day that the girl was murdered. It's really dumb. Like, the whole plot is very unbelievable, and so it's really... Is- so the end result is that Nicholas Cage and Mark Lucas... <laughs> Mark Lucas has Robin Tunney tied up in bed and is trying to lure Nicholas Cage into room number 10 so he can kill him, so he can frame Nicholas Cage for the murder of, like, all these people. But little does Mark Lucas know that Nicolas Cage is still, like, looking behind the one-way mirror. And then Nicolas Cage, in one of the funniest scenes ever, like, jumps through the mirror. Like, like <laughs> Do they slow-mo it? Yeah, yeah, it's slow-mo. Oh, my God. It's, it's Mark Lucas going, like, whoa, like, all <laughs> um, And then they get in a fight. And even though Mark Lucas is a trained professional law enforcement agent, Nicholas Cage beats him up and shoots him in like a quick draw contest, and that's the movie. Okay, so I I, I need I need further explanation about this this okay. jump, jumping through glass thing. So, in the way that they film this, you the audience member knows that he's looking through the glass. Yes. Okay, so you already know that he can see all this, so he's not going to be fooled. So, right. how do they film? him jumping through the glass like does he like take a couple steps back and do they film that like how no. how, does, how does this play out so you know he's back there looking mm-hmm. so basically robin Tunney, is the is jumping through the glass a surprise though to you as a viewer i mean if you're like have never seen a movie before i guess is maybe surprising but like, you don't know he's getting ready to jump through the glass when it happens yeah you don't see him like tensing up it's okay. mark, mark lucas's perspective okay but okay. you know it's coming because he's sitting there watching his wife about to get murdered. Right. So she catches him, the fact that he was doing this, because she thinks he's having an affair. So in order to prove to her he's not having an affair, he has to show her that he was jerking off <clears throat> to the lesbian prostitute, which also doesn't make her happy, you know, surprise. Sure. Um, so, like, she knows the glass is there, and he knows the glass is there, and it's only Mark Lucas that has murdered, like, two people in this hotel room that doesn't know them glasses like one way. Right. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, he's caught off guard and they get in their fight. And Nicholas Cage also 
has this really funny scene where like he thinks the prostitute is involved in the murders um but she's not it's like a red herring but he follows her to a bar where she's meeting a john and pulls a gun on her and then gets in a fight with another guy and beats that guy up and pulls a gun on him and it's like it's bad i can't even explain like Man, I wish I could remember. There's one line of dialogue that was like, like hilarious. I they made me laugh out loud. He was like, "You don't come here no more," or something like that. Mm. Um, and it, he he sways between like his like laconic, like almost like half asleep Nicholas Cage because he's sad early in the movie, right? And like sweaty, drunk, like crazy Nicholas Cage. And there's no real rationale as to like. I don't know. It's not a good performance. I, I get the impression that, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't. I feel like he likes the movies that he makes, or at least believes in them. But I don't understand like what, because the script like nothing happens in the movie. Like I just described. What are we even talking about? Like five minutes, six minutes. Right. I just described the entire movie, and I talked about every single beat of action in that movie, and the movie's like almost two hours long. Okay. Or so do you, do you so. Like it's you want to hear the the writer of this Jerry Rapp. Um, do you want to hear the movies that he is uh, written for? Well, actually, this isn't fair because they're all shorts. <laughs> Never mind. But, nope. Yeah, that's that, that's that's telling of itself, I guess. But um, I mean, so we were talking before the podcast. Gunshot Straight was his only movie before this that he wrote. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Let's see who's going to star in it, though. I hope it's Nicolas Cage. Uh, it's it's oh, damn. Okay, no, it's not. It's um, the star of it is George uh, George Eads. I think is how is how you say his name. He's the um, uh, what is he famous for? Um, it's a uh, CSI. I think yes, he was the uh one of the early original CSI cast members that was like the the younger guy on the crew um that was one of the detectives um steven seagal's also in that movie though oh that's uh, a- playing a oh, guy but- named playing a guy named paulie trunks <laughs> so it's latter day seagal so it's like yeah this is 2016 seagal right yeah 2014 seagal yeah um Vin- vinnie jones I- is in it Really? Yeah, and Tini- Tia Carrera is in it, too. Oh, man. Yeah, 2014 30, Tia Carrera. 30 years past her uh, Yeah. Her moment of relevance in Wayne's world. All right, so one um, thing I've, I've realized you talking about this movie is that I think one of the things you need to do and then send to me is you need to create a cage checklist in the sense of, like, what are the common things that happen? Right in Nicolas Cage movies so that we can go through the checklist and see, like um, start judging movies uh, based on that as well of how cage it is. Yeah, that's pretty, um, it's going to be a pretty long checklist. I mean, the first, the first and most important thing is does Nicolas Cage get naked with an attractive lady? Right. Because that happens in almost every Nicolas Cage movie, unless it's a Disney movie. Sure. And even then, it probably is like implied. 
it's actually definitely implied because in National Treasure, she's like getting changed in the van, and there's definitely some double entendre that happens. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's the implication. <laughs> right. Um. Okay. Yeah. I'll. I'll. I'll yeah, up you should do blood. that. Is there a hair color preference from Cage? Except for a couple movies, he always has his own hair. No, no, no I'm sorry about women, like oh, in women? his movies. Um, they tend to be brunettes, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, because it's a lot of times it's Hispanic women too. Right. Or like Asian women, like I guess that's Nick Cage's predilections. Mm-hmm. Asian and Hispanic. So, um, but you know, Robin Tunney, she's brunette. Uh, Jessica Biel, she's brunette. Right. Um. Trying to think of other like really uncomfortable Nick Cage sex scenes. There's always it's always uncomfortable too because it's like, oh, it's a blonde in um Weatherman. I should watch Matchstick Men this week because that actually gets pretty decent reviews and I've never seen it. So, hmm. who's that? Billy Bob, him and Billy Bob Thornton, right? Is it? I think so. I kind of remember the trailer for that that's like 2004 maybe something like that 2000 I think, I think it's earlier than that maybe 2003 2000, yeah maybe that's the one where the premise is um 2003 yeah he's uh an air traffic controller that's like trying to rekindle his relationship with his like estranged daughter right so i'm sure that i'll be super fascinated yeah sam rockwell is in that well, it's not Billy Bob Thornton. I think that's <laughs> yes. I I think that's who you think is Billy Bob Thornton, the same Rockwell. Yeah. I just know there was a guy that was like a moderately like successful character actor. Yeah. Like in that time period, that was the co-star with him because mm-hmm. he's definitely the star of that movie. At first, I thought Kevin Spacey, but then I knew it wasn't Kevin Spacey. So Billy Bob Thornton made sense. So you still haven't watched um, Mapped in... Captain uh, Corelli's yeah, right, yeah, right. What is... I, Captain, Captain Corelli's Mandolin? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I, okay. I, was, I was right there hovering over the Rent Now button for it, because I got to pay for that shit, too. Um, surprisingly, it's a movie that's not free anywhere for me to watch. Right. That I, I, I mean, I really haven't looked either, because the thought of watching it's really depressing. It's like that... Um, the friggin' World Trade Center movie, like, I don't want to watch that. There's another one that's, like, one of those really bland, like, end-of-watch-style movies that I don't really have any interest in. It's just, I added, I, I swear to God, I added, like, 32 Nicolas Cage movies to my watch list this week on Prime because I was just sitting there and was like, fuck it, I just got to do it. Like, I got to put them on there so I know what they are and I can just, like, take them off and feel accomplished. And, like, number one... There's like a dozen movies on there that I've looked at his filmography like 10 times in the past few months and I don't remember seeing them. So that's going to be a joy. Like all this direct-to-video shit. And then there's all the stuff that was like during his um, arty period. So we haven't talked about bringing out the dead. Did we talk about bringing out the dead? No. Yeah, see we got to talk about that and that's depressing and... (laughs) I don't know. There's 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 a lot of stuff that's just um Yeah, you got a hundred movies roughly left. This is why I want a checklist so that we can um Oh, it's not that many. Didn't you say he has like hundred and twenty movies or something like that? It's like well, I mean he keeps making them, like he won't stop. 
Uh-huh. I, I want to say we. I want to say this is the. I, I'm looking it up right now. It's 110 movies, so you got 90 movies left. So since we've started the Quick Cage, Nicholas Cage has made two movies. Right. So, right, so by the rate, time by the time we get done the Quick Cage, which will be in two years, you'll have like another six movies that we'll have watched. So so you got about 100 movies left. Well, hopefully one of them is National Treasure Three, and hopefully coronavirus is gone enough where I can like go to the theater and watch that. Right. I would like to see that movie in the theater. Have Have you ever looked at Nicolas Cage's Wikipedia page? Have you ever heard Nicolas Cage talk about his acting style? Uh, no, I don't want to know that. No? No. It's like, you remember when I, like, wanted to get into, like, learning about people and I got, like, Sartre's, like, autobiography. And then and you realize like, he's a piece of shit? Yeah, it just depressed the shit out of me because I'm like, right. man, this is fucking crazy misogynistic pervert right who's right. like also like i pr- a, I protect you all the time from um t.s Eliot. like in no like, i don't want to i don't want to know anything about him him fucking yeah. his tuberculosis and fucking cheating on his wife and shit like no just, there's much worse shit than that yeah right just, just <laughs> let me let me enjoy what i enjoy and i don't want to <laughs> i learned enough about nicholas cage's psychology and inner workings just by watching the man act like i don't need to know anything that comes out of his mouth that's why I stopped reading that biography because I just feel like, I feel like it's too much. Nicholas like I already, Nicholas I already look at him. Crazy, right? I already look at him and think about like him doing like tantric sex <laughs> with like some like, like fourteen year old Polynesian because I'm sure that's happened at some point. <laughs> Please don't sue me for libel, Nicholas Cage. If you ever listen to this, this is um. Or I guess it would be slander. It would be slander. Um. Yeah, this is um, this is a parody. <laughs> this is a parody of a podcast. <laughs> We're just um, you ain't wrong, <laughs> right? We're parodying podcasts right now, so yeah. I think I think that might protect you from being sued. I mean, really, this is kind of a parody, like the Quick Cage. Even though I'm trying to take it kind of seriously, it still is. More right. or less, like, I mean, it's a joke, except that it isn't, <laughs> because every week I'm watching like, like one to four Nicolas Cage movies. So even though we've only done eighteen, I've probably watched like thirty-two. Sure. So I'm I'm like a third of the way there. Here's something that's interesting. That's not a, like from Cage himself about his acting is uh, uh, somebody from the Guardian, a reviewer, wrote in Cage's hand in Cage's hands, cartoonish moments are imbued with real emotion, and real emotions become cartoons. True. Yeah. I mean, he really is a genius in a lot of ways. It's just like, what are those ways and? <laughs> Can you reconcile yourself with him as a human being? Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> like look, man, I was like, well, I was putting those movies on there, and I would have to stop and go back to my notes and see if I'd watched them, because, like, ten of them have the exact same, like, cover. Like, yeah. he makes the same movie over and over, and it's, it's me sitting there. Is it the one-quarter profile, like, where you see, like, like just like a like his neck and like a little bit of his face kind of turned to the side like with his back to like the well there no there's a lot of them mm-hmm. most of them are him arms akimbo like staring at the camera and the matchstick man poster 
it's about revenge. They're all about revenge. Mm. Like Nicolas Cage has gotten more revenge. Or sadness. He has well, a lot of sadness posters. Well, right. That's why he's getting revenge too. Because he's sad. Like I had I had so, watch- ang- so whether it's sadness or anger, it's always revenge. Right. Gotcha. I had to watch the first five minutes of a movie because the description of two movies were so similar I couldn't remember which one I watched. I mean, that's how I feel about most movies anymore. Well, this particular ouvoir is filled with like the same movie. But hey, I mean, more power to him. Like he's yeah. earning his money, and he has like again, like I've loved some of my favorite movies in the past like year have come from this man. So like two two of my favorite that I've seen in the past twelve months, right. Nicholas Cage stars in, and I think he's fantastic in both. Of them. So I don't know. Yeah, he just needs to keep making them like. I, f- I, I want but so ultimately this was not one of those movies though oh my god this movie is trash <laughs> like there is imagine a really 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 long episode episode of red shoe diaries but instead of watching it on um what was that on hbo or showtime whatever channel that was on instead of watching it there it was on nbc so like you don't even get any boobs or anything it's just like melodramatic like, like, you know what it was like? It's like friggin' um, Half Moon Junction or whatever that movie's called. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. One of the most disappointing, like, Cinemax After Dark movies I've ever watched in my life. Oh, right. man. So bad. Anyway, it's just a bad movie. You shouldn't watch it. It's free somewhere. It might be a Prime free, but I might have watched it through, like, Stars or something. I don't know. I should start writing that down so if people really want to, like, walk in my footsteps they can know like where to find this shit fuck I need a drink (laughs) sounds like it Um, all I got right now is tequila and beer and I don't know if either of those things sounds appealing right I meant to stop today and get whiskey and vodka but I figured I would just do that tomorrow or Thursday for the weekend right well, at least you don't have. I'm. I just saw this. Uh, at least you don't have a genetic neurosensitivity, right? Um, <clears throat> right. I don't have that. Yeah, that was. Oh, surprising. You, you, it was surprising to open. I was surprising to open up that text thread and find like five thousand texts that are all like novels. Um, <clears throat> but it was better than what it usually is. Agreed. Yeah. It was like legitimate like discussion about something. I actually may have I don't know how long ago that was. It could have been hours ago, but it um I, I actually could have something to contribute to that discussion. You can I mean we left it where it was. You can go back to it. It was like eight o'clock or something like that. Oh and no, it's too late now. Anyway. The time has passed for that and for this episode, I think, of the Quick Cage, probably, right? Yeah. So maybe All next right. week will be Captain Corelli's mandolin if I can bring myself <laughs> to it. Yes, key, yes, this is what I want. I want every week. It's kind of like the bit with um who was that? Jimmy Kimmel would always say that like Matt Damon was going to come out at the end of the episode and then he would always say we were out of time, folks, like and then he would never he would never right. show up. Yeah, I want you to do this every week where it's like you tell everybody like maybe next week we'll do fucking Captain Mandeli's, you know, right. Candlelin. <laughs> right, yeah, Candlelin. Uh, and um, It's not even that hard of a title, man. Got <laughs> you. And um, and then and then you don't don't do. Do you it. not remember the trailer for this movie? No. The trailer for this movie, I swear to God, was in front of every fucking movie 
for six months. And it was when I worked at Regal and we had the big screen in the lobby that played the trailers all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was on that loop for three months. And there was only like four movies on that loop. So it was that, the movie with um, Nicholas Brendan where like he gains supernatural powers, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, some fucking Kevin Costner feel-good sports movie. And maybe House at the End of the Lane, that one with like Brittany Murphy. I think those were the four that were like on a loop. Or and Spy Games. Spy Games was on there. Okay. And every, so every twelve minutes, I had to hear Nicolas Cage go "Ciao, for like months of my life, and it was it's scarring. And I just feel like if I watch this movie, I'm gonna die. Mm. But Penelope Cruz is in it, so it's a bonus. I like Penelope Cruz. Uh, yeah. I, uh, um, yeah, I realized looking over his filmography, the only movies I'm going to watch when whenever you do them are um, Red Rock West and um, Kiss of Death. Kiss of Death is hilarious. I'm saving Red, yes. Rock, Red Rock West as a um, uh, a treat for myself for like getting through some particularly difficult week of work or something. Gotcha. I'm on vacation. Oh, you know what? I'm also going to watch the Bad Lieutenant movie um, because I've never seen it, and I think Port I need to. New Orleans? Yeah. Um, I own it on DVD, so I'll just bring it to you. No. I don't know why I own that on DVD. Like, that's, that's when that's I was weird. That's weird. That's weird. It's when I was buying everything. And it's Abel Ferrara, you know, like, I like him, so. Yeah. And I actually thought that Nicolas Cage would, like, do that role justice, like, taking that really creepy... Because I think Harvey Keitel is a fucking, like, monster. So taking that and, like, adding his own quirkiness to it, I thought would be good. And I really have no recollection of that movie, except I think you see his wiener in it, maybe. So I don't know. But that might just be me, like, projecting or something. Superimposing, like, the Keitel movie on it? Because I'm pretty sure he's he's oh, yeah. front on that. Right, right. He dances around naked. Yeah, like, drunk, right. Yeah. Gun mm-hmm. After he beats and has sex with a prostitute who's, like, 14 right. years old. Yep. Yeah. Just another day in Kaitel's life. Just another day in America, mostly. But that's true. That's depressing. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Have have, have sweet dreams. Everybody. Right. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Have yep, a good night. Goodbye.